Welcome back to another edition of the That's What I Said podcast. Bear with me, my voice is a little hoarse, I've been trying to get over a cold, but I think that I'll be able to get through this. We're about a month into the NFL season, and if you only read the headlines, you'd think the game was in a freefall. Awful announcing this week said viewership through week four shows just about everyone is mad at the NFL. And the conservative-leaning Washington Examiner says, A shock poll shows the NFL is now the least like sports, with core fans down 31%. Maybe you saw tweets like this from the president. NFL attendance and ratings are way down. Boring games, yes, but many stay away because they love our country. League should back the U.S. Sorry, that was about as good of a Trump as I can give you. Before I ended last week's teaser, I said that there was data floating around that suggested this was all true. And I added that I thought those numbers were a bit flawed. Let me explain. Viewership of nationally televised games, so Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night football, is down. Sunday night's game, the Seahawks and Colts last week, drew the lowest week four Sunday night football rating in a decade. However, that data is from games watched on television and doesn't include viewers like me who stream through services like Amazon, Hulu, Netflix. Lost in the conversation is that regional viewership is up. Week 3, CBS showed a doubleheader which was up 4% overall compared to last season, but the earlier game of the two, a regional game, was up 11% from last year. Week 4 saw surprising results as well, both in terms of shocking wins and television ratings. Fox's audience either saw the Rams buck the Cowboys or the Panthers prey on the Pats. Viewership for those games was up nearly 20%. So why do people keep saying that ratings are down? Well, a lot of people, including the president, say it's because of player protests during the national anthem. The New York Times dug around this week and found that only about 3% of viewers stopped watching for this reason. And DirecTV last week said that they would start offering people refunds for their Sunday ticket uh, program if they explicitly said that they were canceling because of the protests. We have yet to see numbers that would back this up. Others say it's because the game is too violent, specifically citing the increased attention paid to head injuries. I think these all might be factors, but there are other issues with the game itself that might be causing people, including myself, to tune out. I just don't have time for bad matchups. I'm more interested in chasing my son around as he runs around the yard than staying inside to watch the Texans take on the Bengals. We also have a lot of house and yard work to do, and when my options are to clean the toilet or watch the Bears versus Packers, I'm looking for rubber gloves and a scrub brush. And most of these games just are unwatchable from an execution standpoint. Whether it's because teams are allowed fewer full contact practices or the popularity of spread offenses in college football, the quality of offensive line play is so bad that teams like the Seahawks have a hard time just running their base offense. Blows my mind that teams would pay a fortune for a franchise quarterback and then skimp on the guys who are left to protect them. Also, the way the game is officiated and rules that overwhelmingly benefit offenses is just frustrating. Yes, defenders who take cheap shots on defenseless players should be flagged, fined, and potentially suspended, but I'm talking about defensive backs who get called for pass interference for playing physical with wide receivers who often initiate just as much contact. I mean, if you're going to call every hand check, it shouldn't be a spot foul. That's way too severe for something that may not even have prevented a receiver from making a play if he just had stopped to complain to the ref. But I think the biggest thing is play calling. It's just hurting teams' chances of winning. And I don't know how we got here, and I don't really know how we fix it. But did you know that through the first four weeks of the season, only two teams, Jacksonville and Buffalo, 
run the ball more than they pass. The Jags are 2-2, but in first place in the AFC South, they run the ball about 52% of the time. And the Buffalo Bills are 3-1, first place in the AFC East. They call runs almost 55% of the time, leading the league. To put that into perspective, there's 23 teams in the league that throw the ball on 55% of plays or more. The Cardinals and Giants throw the ball damn near 70% of the time. Arizona's 2-2, while New York's 0-4. The Seahawks rank 15th on the list, with Russell Wilson dropping back on about 60% of his plays. And I expect that number to continue to climb with this recent injury to Chris Carson and an underwhelming cast of backups the Seahawks have to rely on for the rest of the season. Wilson is on pace to set a career high for pass attempts with 564. That would break last year's mark of 546, which might not be a good thing. Check this out. Last year, Wilson's passer rating and uh, QBR were the lowest of his career. He also threw the most interceptions of his career while throwing the second fewest touchdowns. So all this passing isn't necessarily resulting in points, and oftentimes it results in turnovers. So how does this lead to teams losing? Well, in short, more passing leads to more incomplete passes, which stop the clock, shorten the time of possession, and give defensive players less time to rest between series. We've seen this with the Seahawks all year. I don't have all the answers to fix the NFL, but I think I've identified a few places to start. Scheduling better nationally televised games, more consistent officiating, and a return to balanced play calling. Disagree or have other suggestions? Hit me on Facebook or Twitter at That's What I Said. Next week, why I continue to find myself on the right side of every argument. And it's not always a good thing. Talk to you soon.